The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night here on Monday, Football Monday on the SB Nation NFL Show. Today is Monday, February 20th, 2023. This is the SB Nation NFL Show. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. You can also watch us on the SB Nation NFL YouTube channel. We have a lot to get to as the offseason rolls on. Um, you know, a lot. It's a little bit contextual here. But a reminder before we keep going that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. My name is RJ Otro from SB Nation's blog and the boys joined here by Pete Sweeney from SB Nation's Arrowhead of Pride and Jeremy Reisman from SB Nation's Pride of Detroit. Pete, I said good morning, good afternoon and good night. I'll say I'm the morning. Um, so are you the afternoon or the night here um, of this, you know, as far as this tripod is concerned? Yeah, I'm an afternoon man. Big afternoon man. I, I feel like that's when when I thrive. I love lunch food. You know, I'm the guy that's going to make a sandwich at home and crunch some some chips in the middle of it. Right. To, to enhance the sandwich. Um, I don't know if that was a shot at Jeremy or not, but Jeremy, that makes you the night owl mm-hmm. of us all. Um, you, you know. You're somebody who spends a lot of nights out, right? Like you're at clubs, yeah, he, you're at oh, places. Yeah. Uh, you could see like, it. You could see you, it. He's got the, you've he's got, got that a classic. closet full of leather jackets that you just yeah, wear. Yeah. Um, you know, 100%. strolling down the three one three, right? You're you're lucky that you got me today. You know, being President's Day, I figured we had the day off, so I just I was out till what I don't know. You know, I don't. You guys probably aren't even aware that there's a three a.m., but I, I I certainly do know. Jeremy is ready for Monday Fun Day pretty promptly <laughs> at eleven a.m. That's when it's going to begin for him. <laughs> Uh, it's 11 a.m. Eastern. I don't know. Um, are you? I don't think you're in the Eastern time zone, Jeremy. Are you a Central I am, man? Yeah. No, I'm in Eastern. I'm in Eastern. That man. sucks. Central for life. Uh, mm. Central time mm. zone is the best. Mm. Do you know what time it is? It's it's 10:10 Central. <laughs> so it is 11 for Jeremy. But now I'm adjusting. Now I'm saying that Jeremy's Monday Fun Day is actually beginning at noon his time. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, all right. Good morning. Good morning, RJ, by the way. Good morning. Good, morning, good afternoon. Happy and President's night, Day. As, as we yeah. said, happy President's Day. Who's your favorite president? Uh, Nixon has to be. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, do you have a favorite uh, commander in chief? I don't, but shout out Jimmy Carter. Um, I like I, I don't, like any, I like someone who does anything that they, they need to to win. Right. And that's Nixon. I mean, the true heel. <laughs> um. I don't really have a favorite. Um, I just, I, I really have a lot of questions. Um, like, is the Resolute desk full of, of secrets and, and maps? Um, that's what I was told um, by Nicolas Cage. And I, I wouldn't doubt Nicolas Cage in, in that sense. Um, we have, um, I, I said not a lot. That's kind of the truth. Uh, the Super Bowl ended a week and change ago. Uh, Pete Sweeney, have you calmed down from the parade down Broad Street or 10th Street or whatever it's called in the KCMO? Union Station, it, it heads Whatever. to Union Station. All the same. I, it's street, yeah, it's got lights. The, yeah. Anyway, uh, that was fun. Yeah, it was a fun day. Now we're heading into the off season. I actually, I, I usually do the week after the Chiefs are done, and then I take the the next week off. So this is the only part of the week that I'm working this entire week. This, this morning, and then I'll turn the reins over to my my deputy just to, to get some R and R after the season. 
Well, you did do some work um, late Sunday night after I, I watched the golf tournament. That's this time of year. I get to watch a lot more golf um, than usual, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I slacked you two and Steven and said, OK, let's talk about this tomorrow on the show. Um, yeah. And I said, you guys should come up with some some topics. I had some in mind. And Pete, you did. You you came um, to, yeah. to school prepared with the homework in, in, in tow. Jeremy, Jeremy was the out. Dog, Jeremy was out. Was out. The dog yeah. ain't yours. Party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we basically, Pete and I, made up f- five things each that we thought would be interesting to talk about. So we have a list of 10. I don't know that we'll get to all of them. Uh, but Jeremy, since you don't have one, you get to start first. So I'll buy you 10, 15 seconds to look through mine and Pete's list. Um, we just kind of picked random off-season things that we have yeah. some l- high, low, mid- medium, middle level of interest in. So uh, where do you want to start? Spin the wheel, Jeremy. Yeah, I mean... Listen, I, as, if, if my three or four appearances on the show haven't been uh, obvious yet, uh, I'm very self-serving and like to talk about Lions-related things. So the most tangentially related thing to the Lions is Aaron Rodgers getting traded. So I want to start there. Okay. Um, I think that that is from my list. Um, it is. You know, we had some kind of common, you know, Venn diagram sort of ones Pete and I did. Uh, my first one was, what if Aaron Rodgers doesn't actually command a huge draft haul? That was kind of the general question I approached this with. We're all sort of assuming, like, here he comes. Aaron Rodgers is going to, like, you know, the Jets are going to pay. The Raiders are going to pay. Somebody's going to pay. What if nobody wants to pay, Pete Sweeney? What, what if it's, like, ah. Uh, you know, look at Russ, you know, like, like, I, like Russell Wilson is kind of a cautionary tale. Not everything necessarily works out. Plus, um, like, I'm not going to be the four millionth person to make a darkness retreat joke. Um, yes. But I mean, like, th- there is some, you know, I think, reservation when it comes to, you know, wanting Aaron Rodgers on your football team these days. Well, I think the truth of the matter is, I just don't think and I, I finally think this is real. I don't think that Green Bay wants him anymore. I think they're ready to to once again move on from this quarterback at the end of his career that isn't sure if he wants to keep going or stay with the team or go elsewhere or yada, yada. And so, it, it, you know, your question is, if Aaron, what happens if Aaron Rodgers doesn't actually command a huge draft haul? Well, the Packers are going to have to just take whatever is the value that is out there. I just think that this, this chapter for me and, and what I can tell is over like Brett Favre, his predecessor. I think that Aaron Rodgers will play for a different team, if not two here at the end of his career. And I can't wait for 2041 when Jordan love is posturing and we find out which veteran team he plays for. Jeremy, do you recall what the jets traded for Brett Favre? No, I Jet don't. Favre. Um, I don't know how that was never a thing. Um, <laughs> It was a conditional. It was in New York. I know that. It was a conditional pick, obviously, at the time, and it became a third round pick. Jeremy, like, do you think I I personally think that they're like Aaron kind of wants to go for a haul. You know what I mean? Like, that's I think that's an important sequence of the story. Like, I think it would be embarrassing for Aaron Rodgers to go for a conditional pick that winds up becoming a third round. Yeah, I I mean, he's a guy that certainly likes uh, the the smell of his own farts for, for lack of better uh, wow. terms. Yeah. Uh, this guy really was out till, till midnight. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, I do find it interesting. I, I am curious what the kind of market is going to be because we have seen a lot of these quarterbacks on the move as of, as of late, but I'm not sure if we've seen one this close to the end of their career get traded yeah. and, and someone with as much uncertainty from, from one year to the next as, as uh, Aaron Rodgers provides. And listen, I, I think a lot of times, especially with a guy like Tom Brady, when he changes, when he changed venues, it was all about like bringing in an entire new culture and a positive energy and and this hardworking attitude with him. I'm not sure that you can guarantee that there's going to be a great culture fit for for what Aaron Rodgers brings because if, if you read some of the reports, you know Bob McGinn um, put out something interesting late last week talking about how Aaron Rodgers showed up not in shape in, in training camp and skipped OTAs when he had a set of new wide receivers that he probably could have used more time with. Um, I'm not sure he slips in and, and fits right in with a, a, a new culture. And so that's, I mean, it's a big risk. And and how much are you willing to bet on the future for what, one, maybe two years of Aaron Rodgers versus, you know, Matthew Stafford, you're, you're getting two or three years, hopefully four, maybe beyond that. You were hoping for a lot more of, of Russell Wilson and maybe, maybe you w- eventually will. Um, it, it's just not, I, I don't think this is a multiple first round picks type of situation with Aaron Rodgers, even though the type of teams that are going to be trading for him are looking for maybe a, a one or two window to, to compete for a Super Bowl. 
Yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel it, it feels like we want it to be something, but it isn't. Like it feels like like this is really late to the party. Pete, wouldn't it would it not be like somewhat anticlimactic if Aaron Rodgers doesn't get traded? Like if he just retires? I saw, by the way, Mark Schofield uh ranked um like possible places for Rodgers to wind up this offseason um over at Espionation. And um number seven, it was a list of seven. Number seven was uh, a podcast, like at Spotify. Like you know, if <laughs> yeah. he retires, like he's definitely gonna like launch his own podcast at I I suppose it would be anticlimactic, but I I do think it's one of these NFL storylines uh, similar to the year long deck contract thing. No offense, RJ. Like it just reminds me of that where I think we're all just ready for some sort of resolution. So maybe we can talk about other things this off season. However, I think that being said, we all know what's going to happen here. He's going to wait for the last possible moment to make that kind of decision, and we will talk about it until then. And, and that's something we can look forward to this offseason. Um, okay, well said. That was a good starting point, Jeremy. So you weren't prepared, but you did land on your feet very quickly. Um, I will go next, and Pete, I will pull from your list. Um, I loved okay. this. Uh, I, I just realized that you titled these Big Swings Questions. Um, mm. Yeah, big, okay. big, big Swings, Big Questions. Um, all right. Uh, well, it doesn't say big swings, big questions. It says big swings questions. So the questions are smaller than you thought. Um, yeah. Number one, uh, which head coach has the shortest tenure of the new head coaches? Obviously, you didn't specify that, but you've got Jonathan Gannon, Arizona Cardinals, Sean Payton, Denver Broncos, Frank Reich and the Carolina Panthers. That's kind of being praised as the best one. I don't know why. Uh, D'Amico Ryans and the Houston Texans and Shane Steichen with the Indianapolis Colts. Jeremy, I put it to you. Which one of these has the shortest tenure? You don't have to tell us how long the tenure is, but which one yeah. is the shortest and why? Man, I feel like the chic pick right now is, is, is Jonathan Gannon, right? Um, he's he's kind of getting made fun of for... Kendall Roy, for, yeah. For how he looks and all that sort of, and, and, and his press conference and stuff. And, and as someone who came from a very goofy introductory press conference, I think a lot of that stuff is overblown. Um, but at the same time, I don't know, the Cardinals have gone through a lot of head coaches very quickly. Gannon is, didn't exactly come off a great Super Bowl contention, but I guess, you know, there was a, a, a fight for the Eagles to, to keep him. If I, if I read the report right this morning, they, um, the Eagles try to make one last pitch for him to stay as defensive coordinator and even maybe even paying him more than they're, than he's getting paid in Arizona. So the Eagles did obviously uh, covet him a lot and, and they had a really good defense up until the Super Bowl. But uh, another uh, self-serving point I want to make is that uh I know a team that hired a defensive coordinator who got smacked in the Super Bowl and his reign lasted two and a half years in Detroit and Matt Patricia. So uh, I the think Super Bowl the Eagles with... were involved in, by the way. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, connections all about. So, uh, yeah, I think I'll, I'll stick with Jonathan Gannon. I, I actually like most of the rest of the hires here. So yeah. um, I think Gannon is the one questionable one that I'm, I'm still kind of scratching my head over. Big you know who else had a... Yeah. You know who else had a really goofy press conference and was made fun of quite a bit was Nick Sirianni. He was. True. If you remember that initial press yeah. conference, they were saying, what did the Philadelphia Eagles do? And now that he's beloved in, in Philly and was a coach of the year a candidate and, and rightfully so. I I like the Gannon pick. I'm not going to do the same thing. I'll go on the other side of this and go to uh, Shane Steichen in, in Indianapolis. And I just think he is someone that really made Jalen Hurts work. And I, I think that is a very, very, very talented quarterback. I don't know what Indianapolis wants to do at that position. Plus, they have an owner who is willing to, if it's not working after, let's say, year two, which if, you know, if I'm trying to estimate here, I feel like the other guys probably get at least a year three. I could see him just quickly pulling the plug. You know, he just seems more apt than other owners to, to, to bail out. And so I'm going to go. Uh, in Indianapolis with this one, RJ. Um, I think you guys are both great people, but really wrong here. I don't think you're playing the game properly, um, at least the way that Big Sween laid it out. Which head coach has the shortest tenure? That's not which one is fired first. That's not which one, you know, whatever. It's what is the shortest tenure? Which of these five coaches has already quit on their team before? There's only one. <laughs> There's only literally one. And which situation from a roster standpoint is the most toxic? That, like, that is arguable. You can certainly argue that Houston has a toxic situation. Arizona, Kyler Murray, not exactly like flowers and fun. Um, I would say the most stable one is probably Carolina. Maybe that's why people are, are leaning on Frank Reich. And Indianapolis does have the Jim Irsay factor, to your point, Pete. 
But I do think that Indianapolis and Arizona are on some pressure, under some pressure to kind of stabilize their coaching situation. Like, I think people look at those as kind of jokes. I really think that David Tepper wants Carolina to have some stability long term. And Houston has been Houston for a while. So, like, could could we not see, like, the Denver situation just not going well? And then in a year and a half, Champagne be like, you know what? This sucks. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, my morning yeah. runs are so much more difficult than this high altitude. Like, I got to get out of here. Like, my nose is bleeding all the time. Like, I could totally yeah, see yeah. Sean Payton and the Broncos. Like, what mo- what have the Broncos done since signing Peyton Manning that has been, like, a move that we respect as, as football fans? The Yeah. I get, the only reason that I would push back on that is because I think – and I don't know for sure here. I think in going with Peyton, you're now picking Peyton over Wilson. Not to say that they're going to move on from Wilson next year, but I think if Wilson still continues to work, I think they're, despite the five-year contract, I think they're leaning into Peyton being able to figure it out with Wilson or his his next pick. I, I think they're in a situation where they say, if anyone can do it, it's Sean Peyton. If he can't, let's let him pick the next quarterback. Like I, that's, that's where I would push back, but I think you're right. I think if you're looking for pure, um, you know, vol- a pure volatile, po- a possibly volatile situation, you're probably right of the five. It, it does seem like Denver's is the most apt to be that. Jeremy, I like the Broncos. Like, I think we all kind of have the, like a team in the opposite conference that we kind of like think is cool. Right. Like yeah. I think Pete's kind of the Eagles right now. He's been a Seahawks guy in the past. Um, right now, the Bills kind of hold my heart in the AFC, but for a while it was the Broncos. But if I'm being super honest, like the two greatest things they've done over the last decade and change, they really kind of had nothing to do with. Like they drafted Von Miller. Awesome. Great. Like super difficult job that was. And they used John Elway's like legacy to cash in on Peyton Manning when a lot of other teams like didn't even want him. Right. Like Houston didn't want him. He wanted to go there. I mean, there were all sorts of like stories at the time. But, like, everything they have done has been really lame and really bad and really poorly run. Like, what? why do we believe in the Broncos? Like, because there's some legacy NFL franchise? Like, the Broncos kind of stink. I mean, they, they do, but I think I think part of it is obscured by the fact that their offense has just been so terrible that most people kind of overlook that their defense is still pretty good. You know, I don't think they have a bunch of, like, top-tier name kind of guys, but, you know, they were, what, 10th in DVOA last year. And, and for a while, I mean, for, they were in a lot of games despite having one of the worst uh, and, and, and least watchable offenses in the league. So, you know, obviously offense runs this league and offense a little more stable year to year. Um, but I think defense, defensively, they have more than a, a, a foundation that they can build off of. And, and if, if they can even, I don't know, get to, to the midway point on their offense and not, not be a top 10 team, I think they can win some games. I, and 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 stave off a, a firing or a, a quitting or anything like that, but but you're right. Like there hasn't been a lot of like head turning moves. There isn't. This isn't a team full of pro bowlers and all pros, and and they deserve a lot of criticism for all that. Mm. I would also offer my last point here. Um, if you look at the other options, and you both, you know, Pete, you picked Shane Steichen, uh, Jeremy, you picked Jonathan Gannon. I know that the NFC West has the 49ers who we respect, and the Rams who, Jeremy, you have to have a love for because of Matthew Stafford. Um, but like those divisions aren't the mountain that the AFC West is, and certainly Frank Reich and the NFC South, you know, very you know easy kind of road. There, D'Amico Ryan's obviously also in the AFC South, like. The least or the most difficult path, excuse me, belongs to Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos, especially if Aaron Rodgers does wind up on the Raiders, like a lot of people think might be the case. So um, really, RJ had the best answer is my uh, grading of that. Uh, Pete, pick a question. Any question. uh, The floor is yours. All right. I think this is one we've been wondering for a while. And you pick one of yours, it will be very narcissistic, by the way. Will Lamar Jackson ever play another (laughs) snap for the Baltimore Ravens? So not only are you picking one of yours, you're literally going in order. This I picked your first one. You're, you're picking your second one. Yeah, um, I think it's on all our minds. And I, I think we're, we do wonder, okay, is, is this situation one that can get so bad that he ends up signing with another team? What do you think? Jeremy? I, I'm not buying it. Um, the Ravens have, have used pretty uncoded language that they unequivocally want him back. And Listen, that that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. That doesn't mean the trade's not going to happen. We've seen that happen all the time. But they've been pretty consistent going years back that Lamar Jackson is their guy. They want to build the team around him, and they continue to be fully invested in him. And obviously, you know, money talks more than words, and they haven't ponied up. And um, you know, they've had plenty of time leading up to this offseason to get it done. Um, But they they ultimately have the the biggest bargaining chip, which is the, the franchise tag. 
And if yeah. they franchise tag him, then that's pretty much it. Um, I don't think at this point, considering everything they've said, that they would franchise him and then trade him. I think they would force him to play. And I don't know if Lamar Jackson is the type of guy that would be willing to bet on himself and sitting out a full year. So I, I really think this is, it's a lot of drama, no doubt. And it is um, curious that, that they haven't been able to get something done by now. But I think with that bargaining chip of the, the franchise tag, I think Lamar isn't going anywhere. Pete, you brought up the Dak Prescott situation from now two years ago, um, which yeah. was an incredibly long year of my life. Um, and that was, you know, headline news every every day. I mean, yeah. you know, that's just a kind of the saga. Guy a saga right. I, well, but like that was never as contentious as this was. Like, you know, I mean, Lamar, I don't want to say held out. I mean, the final games of the season. Um, but I mean, I think we all had questions whether or not they could play. He obviously didn't play in the playoffs, like, and it made sense, right? Like why risk himself financially? To be fair, Dak did play on the franchise tag in that 2020 season. He broke his ankle as everybody remembers, and he still got the proverbial bag. Um, and there was never as much like, I don't want to call it bad blood here, but it, there was a lot more smoothness throughout the process. Granted, I was very close to that and am not as close to this situation, but, um, I, I, I agree with Jeremy. Like, I think it's impossible that Lamar is playing anywhere but Baltimore this coming season. Like, I, I, I think that they will at the very least ride it out. I mean, maybe he doesn't play at all this season. So maybe you wind up being right. Um, but that's a lot of money to turn down the we, franchise tag. And that's why we've, we've seen other quarterbacks play on it. Like, the franchise tag has become a, a, a thing that nobody's afraid of. Anymore. This injury thing, though, to me, leads me at the end of the year leads me to believe maybe there isn't as much communication and good communication between the team and player as we would have liked. It, it just seemed like John Harbaugh had no idea what was going on, what was going through Lamar's head. It, it I got the vibe and no one ever said this directly. So it was just me outsider looking at the situation. I got the vibe. They wanted him back working, trying to push through the injury. It seemed like he was not willing to, to do that. And I just think, Okay, and I believe Lamar. I mean, I think he was actually hurt. I think he was watching out for himself. But I think if he's willing to to handle that part of it last year as he did, who's to say if the team tags him, he just doesn't show up to work? And then at that point, do you just sit there for a year in the in a Carson Palmer type of situation? Do you try to move him? I, I just think it can get complicated depending on how stubborn Lamar wants to be, and we don't really have the answer to that. Do you know the tag value for quarterbacks this season, Pete? A couple hundred. It, uh, it is. <laughs> it's $32.5 million. That's a lot of uh, money to, to like not show up for that. That was not Carson Palmer's plight uh, or issue situation, sure. whatever you want to call it. Like, so that's a lot of money for Lamar to turn down. And so um, the, I think we're finally at a point where the Deshaun Watson contract is going to impact things. Like we've, I, yes. I, I don't know, Jeremy, like that, that, contract has been brought up more with Lamar's negotiations than it has been for almost anybody else and this is an offseason where Jalen Hurts is probably going to get an extension we'll see if Justin Herbert gets one I don't know if the Dolphins are going to offer an extension to Tua obviously Joe Burrow's another name to watch and that's within the division like I mean but none of them have an MVP like Lamar has yeah. a very important kind of bartering chip here yeah yeah, but the the I mean the fully guaranteed stuff is tough with a guy like Lamar who's missed a lot of time over the past two years, right? That's I mean that's sure. always the biggest concern with these fully guaranteed contracts in football and why maybe you don't see it in football as much as other sports is because of the injury situation. And when you're talking about a, a quarterback contract on top of that, which is going to be you know upwards of fifty plus a year, that's a lot of money, a lot of money to be spending on a guy who might not be playing. And so I don't know. I I I think the the most realistic solution is, is what we were just talking about. I really think it's going to be that franchise tag. And I don't know, Lamar, I, I think, I think Lamar was looking out for his health. Like, like Pete was saying, and um, you know, if he's fully healthy, I, I think, I think the best move for him is to play on that franchise contract because I mean, yeah, you'll, you'll be unscathed. You won't, you won't get injured if you, if you don't play on it, but uh, I think it's a bad look. I think it's uh, a, a bad, you know, it, it, it furthers bad blood within the organization and, and, and probably makes a, a an extension or whatever tricky, even trickier next next offseason in, in a situation that already has way too much drama. Mm. And to the Dak Prescott point, you can play on it, literally have a season ending injury and still get a massive right. contract the following offseason. Um, so, Pete, Jeremy the, and I thought your topic was stupid. It's hard. There's also an angle to <laughs> where where the owners have gotten together. Right. And and this is just something I think could be a possibility. And they said that was a mistake. We can't make that a precedent that is set now. And 
in a way the owners of the Ravens can't do it because there's this agreement between the owners that we need to get back to like not offering someone a five year fully guaranteed contract. And it, it's a very complicated situation with bigger implications, I think, for the long haul of the NFL. But I think you guys are right. I think that we might be a year away from that if they tag him and he just plays. So, so you wasted our time. Awesome. OK, Jeremy, let's pick another question. What do you got? OK, uh, you're I feel like you're feeling um, not you know, not giving you enough attention. So we'll go back Thank to you. one of your questions. Yeah. Uh, what team will be most likely to go from highly talked about slash cared about oh. to insignificant like the Colts did last oh. year? I loved this I, question, obviously. Um, so just to set up the, the way I was thinking of it, the Colts a year ago was like, well, they traded for Matt Ryan. I thought that was so stupid. I never bought in. It was so dumb. It never made any sense whatsoever. They got all sorts of national love. Blah, 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 blah. To be clear, we're talking about teams that enter the stratosphere of national discussion, not that like always live there. So like the Cowboys, you know, can't fall out of the picture. The Niners, the Eagles, like the Chiefs, there are brands that are just going to live in that space forever. So would, we're not looking. I, we're, lo- we're looking for the floaters. So what floater? Falls I was going to say this was the Chiefs last year. This was everyone's popular pick. The Chiefs were going to be insignificant oh after the year. <laughs> and so I, I know exactly how to answer this question. I know that no one's going to pick the Chiefs now in this like they did. Everybody did last year. But I, I think uh, one team that we see fall out is the Vikings. I as much as I want to support the team and I, I thought they were legit I mean there's just too many signs that they were not legitimate and I, I think it's it's probably a, a team that goes from winning all these games by a close margin to back to the the means and uh, and Jeremy this is great that you're here because I think a huge part of that is going to be the two losses they're going to have against these surging <laughs> Detroit Lions and I, I think you really see maybe the the Vikings fall off whereas the, the Lions uh, emerge here I'm I'm happy you said that because part of me when I picked this question thought that maybe the Lions would be one of your guys' selections because they are going to be a hot team this offseason. They are going to be a team that oh, yeah. I think they're a lot of people are going to start more in the conversation. Like that's the thing. Right. Like it's they can't fall out at this point. Like their fallout would be a year from now, is is the like the spirit of the question, I guess. Right. Well, yeah, I guess the concern is whether what the Lions live up to the hype that they're going to get this offseason and um Given given this franchise's history, I think there are a lot of Lions fans that are concerned about all the attention they're getting. But I think I think I'm going. Uh, I'm go, let's go back to Carolina because um, they're a team that, Ooh. like you said, they're a team that's uh that getting a lot of praise I for their coaching Frank hires. Reich. Yeah, I, I don't hate Frank Reich. I actually think most of the coaching hires are good. And and again, part of that is self serving because they've picked off a couple Lions guys. Um, but I, I think it's going to take time there. I don't think it's going to turn around in a hurry. They have, have to, obviously have to get their quarterback situation uh, figured out. But I think they're going to go into this offseason with a lot of hype. They finished, what, 7-10? and 10. They were they were a decent team. They weren't horrible. Um, they weren't and, – and they're going to have a top-10 pick. Um, so I think there's going to be plenty of hype. I just think it's going to take some time for them to to really adjust to the new coaching staff, to, to get a quarterback in place. And um, I, I think people are just going to expect too quick of a tur- turnaround for a team that that is hitting a little bit of a reset button more than maybe it appears on the on the cover. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Tough day for Frank Reich. Pete said he hates him. And Jeremy, you picked him to fall out of the conversation for the second year in a row. 
I, I was mean, saying like, that Jeremy hates him. Let's be clear here. I mean, I'm, you can, I'm just saying, you, like, you could he tell. was the question that I wrote literally said, like the Colts last year. Obviously, those were Frank Reich's Colts. And so now, Jeremy, you have picked Frank Reich's Panthers. Um, so, again, just a, a tough time for him. Um, but he does have the long contract now. So everything's going to, I guess, work out for him. Uh, my answer is a little bit different, but I'm a little bit more bold than the two of you, obviously, because I came up with the best questions um, of the three of us, although you were disqualified in that sense, Jeremy. Uh, my answer is the Miami Dolphins. I think the Mike McDaniel stuff is going to cool off. Like, I, I think the the interest was there at the very beginning, but I think it's now like, okay, now you're just an NFL coach. Like, now, you know what I mean? Now he's like, is it going to snow again in Buffalo? We're going to get that same story. Like, you know, when you go back up there this year, like what's going on with Tua? And I, I hope Tua's all right, obviously, but like, they just like, the, the interesting parts of who they were as a football team aren't changing and I don't think are going to sustain themselves. Like, okay, cool. You got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, but like Miami's going to be the team a year from now that is a quarterback away. Like the way people are talking about the Jets right now or whoever or the Broncos a year ago, like the Dolphins are going to be that team next year whenever they do finally move on from Tua. Is that fair, Pete? Well, I think the sub-question is will they go and get a quarterback? And I, I think if they are a quarterback away, if they can – be bold and identify that. I, I think they win a lot more games if they have a a Jimmy G or a, a Derek Carr on the roster, for example. A little sub sub fin question there. Will <laughs> will they bring in a quarterback? Um on the subject of that, I'm gonna go with one of Pete's questions. That was a great selection, Jeremy. So um a million points to you. Um I'm I like this question specifically. Um actually let's let's ask both of them. Um, Because you listed the same teams. You said, will Derek Carr have a better record than the Raiders? And will Jimmy Garoppolo have a better record than the 49ers? This is a two for one. Um, Now, you listed five teams that they could end up with. So the game that we're going to play here is you have to put them on one of these five teams. Jeremy, I'll start with you. The five teams that Pete listed are, are the Bucks, Jets, your Panthers, the Saints, and the Titans. So if Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo are on any one of these five teams specifically... Could they have a better record than they had with their previous team, or than their previous team does without them? Mm. I don't. I don't know if there's an answer with the 49ers. I'm. I'm a big Kyle Shanahan stand, so I don't you. think. I don't think there's an answer that would make him have a better, make Jimmy Garoppolo have a better record than the 49ers. We agree there, Pete. You agree, I presume. Yes. Okay, so then we don't. The, the waste of a question. Okay, <laughs> so this is just just Derek Carr. So which of these five teams: Bucks, Jets, Panthers, Saints, Titans? Jeremy, could Derek Carr be on and have a better record than the Raiders in 2022? Even if the Raiders improve with, say, Aaron Rodgers, I guess that's part of the question I, as well. I right. think it's every. I think it's every team but Carolina. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I'd probably <laughs> throw the Bucks into that conversation too. Carolina and the Bucks, I would say no. Every other team, maybe. Yeah, I just think because because you go to to Vegas, you have to take in the account where we don't know who their quarterback is going to be. And if it's a younger guy, sometimes that takes a year. So you're looking in the 500 range. And then you look at uh, the the defenses and surrounding pieces of the Bucks, Jets, Saints, and Titans. You feel pretty good about the other side of the football. And specifically in New York and Tampa, you have some weapons to work with as far as a, a passer. So I think I'm sticking with the with every team but the Panthers. I I got the Raiders for like a four-win season, and I think Derek Carr can get to five or six with any of these teams. Maybe even the Panthers too. Um, I think the answer is all of them because do you two know yeah. who has the easiest strength of schedule right now? Which two teams have the two the easiest? Ca- I the Carolina Panthers and Tampa Bay Bucks. No, uh, the New Orleans Saints and Atlanta Falcons. But you're very close, obviously. Um, it's a good, like, next year will be a good time to be in the NFC South. And a lot of that is because you get to play the NFC South, obviously, so much. Um, and so if Derek Carr is on the Bucks or the Panthers, then he's not on the Saints, right? Like, then the Saints kind of struck out, I think, you know, is is the presumption there. Um, and so, yeah, like, why, to your point, Pete, like, you got to beat four wins with the Bucks or the Saints. Like, that's totally possible. The Bucks, you know, yeah. beat that last year. I mean, like, and I know they had Tom Brady, but still. Um, so, and the Panthers, I think it's possible. Like, Derek Carr, DJ Moore. I mean, like, uh, by the way, I saw this morning, Robbie Anderson has changed his name on Instagram. Uh, remember, he changed the spelling of Robbie. Um, it's now Chosen. I guess is his name. So we'll see if that's like is a that sticking thing. Legally changed or like Ron Artest to Meta World Peace or is not a hundred percent certain. Um, but there that's just a situation to monitor, is my point. Um, Jeremy, I kind oh. of need Derek Carr on the Panthers now because I need them to be the car align of Panthers. Has anybody made that joke yet? No, I don't think so. I have that, wait, like wait. that will that graphic will exist, just so we're all clear. Like they'll you know, yeah. they'll just add an R. I'm pretty high in the Jets. Could Jimmy G with the Jets have a better record than the 49ers? No. 
The Jets are also in line for the team to fall out of the conversation, I think. Like, you know, I think the Jets were a little the... bit Cinderella this past year. Okay. Just, I don't know. But, but thinking out loud here. But to go back to the Raiders, what if they do land Aaron Rodgers? How much does that change this entire conversation? Well, yeah, it does. It's not a lot for me. It. I mean, like, I don't think they're a four win team, but like, are, do you, Aaron Rodgers is on the Raiders. Are they a Super Bowl contender in your mind, Jeremy? No, I don't think so. Right. But I, I think so they're the, probably. In, a potentially nine, 10 win team still. The, do do the they bigger, win the bigger a game question against Rodgers. the Chiefs if they have Aaron Rodgers? Mm, no. <laughs> they've, they've lost 15 in a row. The the <laughs> the thing I, I think that RJ would be wondering is if, as soon as Aaron Rodgers goes wherever, it's, well, when do they play the Cowboys? Because he loves him a McCarthy-Rodgers bowl more than anything else. And um, you need another crack at that, don't you, RJ? The Cowboys uh, don't play the AFC West this year, but they do play the Chargers. The NFC, I know you know that. Okay. NFC East and AFC West um, get mm-hmm. the um, the 17th game against one another. But the Raiders oh. are the um, the Giants. Does that opponent. mean Chiefs and Eagles? It does, doesn't it? Chiefs and yeah. Eagles. Then I would have mm-hmm. assumed you knew this as the Arrowhead yeah. Pride guy. Um, yeah, especially you know, when given that those two teams met in the Super Bowl, uh, you know, a week or a day ago, just, you probably would have known this, um, games. and that it's been we talked about as a potential season opener. I mean, again, like it's kind of a big, massive storyline in the NFL. Who knows? By now, I've had a, I've had six more months, seven more months of working games at SB Nation than everybody else. So you know what? I'm sorry, I'm a little, a little tired. Uh, All right, Jeremy, you're going to pick another question, um, please, <laughs> um, because that was obnoxious. Jeremy, please, one more time. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's go with this one. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll feed this one right to, to Pete. Uh, will the national media stop trying to pretend another AFC West team can catch the chiefs? No, <laughs> no, they won't. They won't because <laughs> Rogers will go to the Vegas LA will stay LA, uh, as, as a, a hot pick. I think people have learned their lesson against Denver, but you can bet your ass. There is going to be at least one or two analysts that say Sean Payton is going to fix Russell Wilson. I think more people will pick the Chiefs than last year, which was almost none to win the division. It really was. I mean, that, that's true. And uh, but I, I still think you're gonna. It's not gonna be across the board. Like the this is the obvious pick to win the division. It's just uh, you know the off season fodder and, and the Chargers always seem to be this team that seems primed to be ready to to break out and you know. Everyone See, ends, I, ends up being wrong I'm, every year. I'm curious for Jeremy's thoughts as well, obviously, but like I disagree with you, Pete. I think the Chiefs, like having won the second now, like have entered the like can't touch them territory yeah. for a lot of people. You think so? Like, so I, finally, I, okay. Yeah, but like and like I know it was three years ago. What a drought! But you know, three years ago, the Chiefs were on top of the world. Like they were the gold standard, you know. And so like that is only exacerbated in having won a second and having beaten. You know, I I think the Eagles of 2022 were better than the Niners of 2019, and so like. I, I, it was a really impressive performance. Like I do think the the crowning has happened. Um, so I I do think that people will chill out on this, especially because every other team really did just disappoint. Like Jeremy, to me that's a, a factor. Is that like a year ago yeah. was the off season of everyone loading up to catch the Chiefs, and everybody not only didn't but like failed spectacularly. Yeah, I mean we we've also talked in the past two weeks about calling the Chiefs a dynasty, right? And I don't think it's just limited to us starting he wrote that a conversation. Book calling them that, and now he's saying <laughs> that like people are going to doubt them. <laughs> so I, yeah, I I think I think people finally recognize the, and I shouldn't say people finally recognize, but you know the national media in general are, are recognizing the Chiefs for the the good franchise that they are, and and yeah, there's there's just too much too many moving parts I think in in the AFC West for each other team for me to believe that everything's going to click next year. Um, I, th- I think maybe, you know, the, the Chargers will eventually get something figured out with, with Justin Herbert and, and a new offensive coordinator there. I think maybe if Aaron Rodgers gets certain, gets moved to the Raiders that they at least become contenders, but probably not, you know, the, the leaders. Good. No, no. I think, I think we were, I think we kind of were all fooled for a year with what LA did and how they were essentially, and this is a huge outlier, just able to buy a Super Bowl title. And I think when we saw teams loading up in the AFC West, mostly through free agency, there was trade a trade involved. Um, just I think there was an assumption, well, the Rams added all these pieces and they were suddenly relevant. This can happen. And it's like that happening is so rare. And you saw what happened to the Rams after that. They fell off and now you know they're trying to figure out their their future. And I think maybe you guys are right in the sense that the Chiefs have built really well through the draft while bringing in selective free agents, and that has led to their success. And so maybe catching the Chiefs is more of a three-year plan than it is a one-year plan right. uh, that, that I think we saw last year. And so maybe there is that that thought process. I just 
I wonder, you know, I, I think when these division picks come up, enough time will pass. There'll be enough splashy moves that people will start to convince themselves. Hey, you guys might be right, but I, I, I've been waiting for that for about five years now. And every year it seems to be the case. I also disagree with you, Pete, because this is the offseason that Justin Herbert gets paid. And that that changes people's perception of a quarterback a lot, right? Like now it's like, well, now you're the guy. Now you're no longer yeah. the the you know, wonderkin. You no know more what I mean? Like now, now you have to carry the team. That's no right. What? I know that you're not a you're not a Herbert guy, uh, and there are no more excuses for him. I am a big fan of Justin Herbert. I think it's stupid how people act like he is the greatest quarterback of all time. Like he can be a very good quarterback without being like the greatest thing that we have ever seen in the history of the world. But that is just those are my, you, my two you, cents. You, would you go as far as to say since since sliced bread on that? I don't know. No, um, I'm not a big fan of like the way bread is sliced. Sometimes, like how have we like yeah, we we can sure. send robots to Mars, but we can't like eliminate the butt slice that we have to have. Like how is that possible? You know what I mean? Like you know nothing, we have the technology. Nothing. Nothing like bacon, egg, and cheese. All right, Pete, pick a question. Pick a question that we haven't touched on. Uh, I'm sure it will be one okay. of yours. All right. Uh, not necessarily. Which We've of the touched following on receivers, four of your five, by the way. Which of the following receivers is most likely wearing <laughs> another jersey week one? Keenan Allen, Gabe Davis, T. Higgins, Jerry Judy, or Michael Pittman? What do you guys think? I think that was way more energy than we have for this. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Jeremy, what I don't do really have a passion think? to take here. Um, this, yeah, this is a tricky one. Uh, I, I mean, don't know. Maybe Keenan. If I have to pick one, maybe he's the one. Like he's. They a, have, a, they're all under contract, so these, this is via trade or cut. There are some rumors that the Chargers could move on from sure. Keenan Allen. They can cut that. That's true. That's another option. I'm sorry, Jeremy. Pete interrupted you. I didn't. I'm, I was kind of relieved because I'm not really sure who I'd take. I, I think Keenan Allen probably makes the most sense because. If I'm not mistaken, he's probably the oldest of this bunch. And and like you said, he's already been talked about as a, a cap casualty kind of guy. I would say it'd be the weirdest, though. I, I you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, 10 years from now, there'll be those dumb kind of Twitter engagement posts that says, what does this logo remind you? Who's the first player that this logo reminds you of? And Keenan Allen's kind of going to be that guy for the Chargers for me for a while. Um, yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a better answer than that, I don't think. So... If we look through the names, um, Gabe Davis um, is like a, a favorite of Josh Allen. It feels like he's not going anywhere. I know that there's the conversation around T. Higgins, but I think it would be stupid of Cincinnati to move on. Michael Pittman, obviously the Colts are going to need somebody to kind of figure things out around offensively. But Jerry Judy was floated out as a as a trade piece, you know, at the deadline. I know the Cowboys were one team that inquired. Um, to keep things, you know, back to my world the way Jeremy does. And so, like, the Broncos, of all these teams, the Broncos need some assets for the future. Um, so maybe they're like, you know what, this Jerry Judy thing was fun, but let's cash out here and let's start kind of stockpiling for the future because we've spent everything that we have on Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Jerry Judy is is a player who, even off the field, is impassioned. I mean, we've seen him throw his helmet and stuff before. Kind of seems like he also could be that guy rj that isn't just gonna mesh with sean payton's style so you gotta <laughs> ship him out of town so i think judy's in that mix i like the point about keenan allen just because he's already been floated out as a cut candidate which of these five guys makes him the most likely to be available again that would be shocking i would say look out for gabe davis i know that he's a favorite of josh allen but one of the post season press conferences that brandon bean had it's essentially was complaining about how much he had to pay Stefan Dix and how the, mm. you know, the Bengals yeah, were able to get to the Cowboys. Bengals were able to, to get uh, all these players, Jamar chase, because they were picking in the top 10. They had a lot of lean years. Uh, that is, is what he said. And so I don't know if he's going to be lining up to pay another wide receiver when, you know, you do already have that contract for Stefan dig so i think those three are the ones to watch i guess if i had to pick i would go allen too again most likely to be available mm. okay let's wrap it up um i had two remaining questions um one of them was at what point will rapid Odo fire beckham, well at what point will Odo beckham jr find a new team just do we all think it's like the beginning of free agency do we think this goes into the summer like you know i think it's probably like a month into free agency personally maybe he he could also be one of those that like right in the middle of training camp like he doesn't want to right, do training right. camp like just do it then. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I've kind of like poor answer. <laughs> I've kind of lost some steam here, but it does feel like the moment he like takes a visit, it'll like light itself up again. Don't you think, Pete? Yeah, it seemed like I think it seemed like all year he was going to be available for a playoff run, and maybe the medicals weren't there. So yeah. I think a team is going to want to really test him 
And I don't know how apt he is to gonna be like, okay, yeah, I'll come in for a physical <laughs> as OBJ who won't even get off a freaking plane. So <laughs> I um... uh I don't know. I don't know about uh I don't know about Odell Beckham Jr. I I I, I think training training camp and getting to miss half of it feels right for this particular player. Okay, this is the last question then of our ten. I can't believe we made it through. So I think right. I don't think we missed any. Um, but we did combine we just make sure all of mine got one. My guy, they did. Yeah. Um, yep. So this okay. was the one I actually liked the most, which is why I wanted to kind of end on it. Um, and remember, be smart about this. What is your prediction for the sporting event over the off season that comes closest to an NFL playoff game in terms of TV ratings? So you can't say the Oscars. You can't say the Last of Us, Jeremy. Um, like it is a sporting event, and it will they will all be dwarfed, obviously, by NFL playoff games from a ratings perspective. But what will come the closest? Effectively, the question is, what will be the highest rated sporting event? of the NFL offseason that isn't an NFL game. That isn't the NFL draft, I guess, is maybe the best way to put it. Um, Pete, you go first. Jeremy deserves a chance to t- sit and think. Um, well, over the weekend, I was watching a little golf, Genesis, and uh, Tiger was back. And uh, Tiger had had more juice than than I you know, had, had the golf having more juice, I think, than it's had in a while, which it, it Wow! There's no, Thank you, Pete, for letting us know that Tiger Woods has made golf popular. Nobody knew that before you just said it. But I'm listen. Rom isn't bringing the ratings, is what I'm telling you. As as great as he is, he's an entire so, country following him. But that's sure a big deal, right? Okay. Yeah, I I, I mean obviously you're <laughs> sensitive because you're a golf truther. I'm just telling you that no one really cares about Rom. But now Tiger's back involved, signing his uh, glove and giving it to to a girl. If he can get him back <laughs> himself back into his shape, it makes that push. You know, Friday, Saturday, in mid-April here, and in a couple months, that's Sunday for the Masters. There are going to be a lot of people watching. I hate that you and took I don't, my answer. That's so unfair. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to be. Uh, but you know, it's very conditional. Uh, Rom and Scheffler, I'm sorry, RJ, are not going to make people watch the Masters. But if Tiger is wearing that Sunday red, he's got his son in the stands wearing the Sunday red, and man, they could have another. Woods family moment. You you know. Okay, I'll so Master Sunday is Pete Sweeney's pick. Uh, Jeremy, what is yours? I think I got to go with uh, an NBA Finals game. Um, I was kind of shocked last night about how many people were talking about the NBA All Star game. Um, especially considering off coming just coming off of uh, an NFL Pro Bowl that I saw absolutely nobody talking about. Um, NBA is is very clearly I think the number two sport in uh, in the in, in America at least. And, um, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not a big basketball guy myself, so I, I couldn't tell you like the most generate, like ratings generating finals that you could see, but, you know, I think golden state's kind of coming up on the up and up. I know they're, they're currently out of the, the race, but if they can get back in there and, and Steph Curry has his face all plastered over NBA and ABC, like, I think we got a good chance of, of that given a, a pretty good ratings push. Okay. So. I was curious and I didn't do this before I asked the question, but so um, the NBA finals last year averaged 12.4 million viewers. Um, NFL primetime playoff games averaged 9.57 million viewers. So we're talking about like an NFL playoff game can be beat master Sunday last year uh, had 9.45 million viewers. But to your point, Pete, it did not feature tiger woods. That does bump the needle a significant amount. I think between the two of you, Pete, your your take or your guess it has a prerequisite. If if Tiger's not involved, I mean, you can't say like, well, "That's no longer my answer." Like you, you're going with well, then I'm going to shift to Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes in the Battle of the Immortals. Wrestling. Are you actually shifting? And you're shifting to a pay per view event, which is also a kind of a dumb strategy here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's up to you well, if you want to switch. If Tiger is, is doesn't make the cut, yeah, I conditionally switch to WrestleMania, yeah. You can't have a conditional. This isn't an Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre to the Jets trade. I just did. I mean, look, I did it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go off the beaten path. I did not anticipate doing Uh-oh. this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the national championship, college basketball's Ooh. national championship. I think that's wow. – that's the play here. That's also a Monday night. So, like, that's mm-hmm. generally kind of a big window. The finals games are somewhat contingent Syracuse on what day of the week they fall, Jeremy. And Jeremy, wondering. by the way, kind of cheated. Jeremy said, I'll take an NBA finals game. Like, a, he took an entire series, uh, by the <laughs> way, kind of 
kind of a lame move if you're asking me but i'll take the, the national championship well, I'm look, supposed to know yeah. how many games the NBA, NBA Finals is going to go? No, but you're supposed to have yeah, some – like you're supposed to do the calculated effort. Be like, well, I think it's going to be teams X and Y, and I think it'll go to six, so I'll say game five. Like that's supposed to be the, the level of analysis we were looking for. Jeremy conditionally has game seven. If it's not game seven, he's he's picking – you know, game six a world world cup qualifier. Yeah, if you had at least yeah. said like the closeout game <laughs> that would have been uh, a little okay. bit more you know onion to hang but you didn't so both uh, of you kind of failed I'll, um you know what i'll just change to the nfl combine how about that Ooh, you can't that's not <laughs> run, allowed but run, uh, run rich run run the rich, rich eyes that's sport. a good guess too um okay um steven serta please come in and tell us what your favorite question was that anybody asked and what your favorite answer was to that particular question also if you have a sporting event that you would like to offer that you think will have some high television ratings we'd like to hear that as well yeah, sporting ahead. event is obviously the xfl championship uh, <laughs> it was totally overlooked in this whole conversation right. um, it'll be played at the alamo dome it's gonna do monster jo- numbers just josh wait. gordon josh gordon had a touchdown and ben denucci weekend ben that's DiNucci. right i like pete's wide receiver question because so i feel good. like there could have been a lot more legwork put into the names that were on that list uh, uh but i enjoyed wow. That after he danced around everything, he just went back to Jeremy's answer, which was it's obviously Keenan Allen because he's the oldest player on this list. That's right. We, uh, we worked that started off really rough, Stephen, but man alive, you landed that plane. Uh, that, that, that was really there, well done. There, there took some some working backward in that question, but we got there thanks to some help from from my friends. So thank you, Jeremy. Um, wow, um, what a phenomenal episode! Congratulations to um, yes. the third version of the XFL. Um, looking forward to the USFL. We also overlooked that league um, in this um, this game. Um, shout out to Jeremy for picking the best questions um, continually throughout Ooh. the process. Shout out Stephen for wearing a backwards hat. Shout out to me for being the only member of this group not wearing glasses right now. Um, so, yeah, whatever. What I say. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's get out of here. As Jeremy, you tell us something that you promise to eat for dinner one day this week, and it can't be I'm, Saturday. It has to be a weekday. Something you guarantee like, you will have for dinner Monday, I Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Guarantee I'm making some big lasagna tonight. So I'm holy crazy. crap. <laughs> <laughs> You have any small details you want to like? You make it like homemade, the Stouffer's. Like, oh what's yeah, going no. On here? This you know, it's my first time actually making homemade lasagna, so um, I'm very excited Whoa. about it. I, I got all the this you know this this is the dirty little secret. I wasn't out partying last night. I was just gathering ingredients. Uh, do you have a do you have a sizable roll to dip that red sauce in? You know, for the lasagna. No. <laughs> you do I need get, that? You got to go get yourself a you got to get yourself a hoagie because if there's uh, is extra there meat is there a salad sauce, like or is it just lasagna? Like, what's the the side situation? I haven't even thought about that yet. I'm just I'm just going all lasagna. Just um, three servings wow. of lasagna tonight. Wow. I'm gonna demand a picture in our Slack chat. Um, I really want to see this thing. So okay. RJ, I'm going to eat meatloaf this week. I don't care. Steven, actually, I'm curious for something you'll eat. Um, I got some fish that I got to do something with. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, though. Cod? Some salmon? Tilapia? I mean, so we, got, like, we got lasagna. We got lasagna. We got meatloaf, and we got some fish. Lasagna, <laughs> meatloaf, and some fish. So I'll eat a burger so we get like a, a, a beef. In, you know what I mean? Like, make sure we're all bases are covered. Welcome uh, down here to Texas where we eat cheeseburgers. All right, let's leave. Let's get out of here. That was, <laughs> yeah, that was a good question.